fucking do snap yesterday. <laughs> Buddy, I've had a crick in my neck for two days. It's about to kill me. I'm, I'm sh- pretty sure that uh, any mass shootings that have ever taken place have been by people with a crick in their fucking necks. <laughs> and that's the actual root of the problem. That's the root cause. They've been at a job sitting down for like eight hours a day for like eight years. They just go, they lose it because of a fucking loose. <laughs> That's the last goddamn straw. <laughs> it really is so bad. Oh, shit. Ooh. But yeah, it took me. Oh, I had to dig out my old expired muscle relaxers. Oh, <laughs> you love a reason to go back to an old friend. <laughs> just feel like a block of jello or some shit. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I tried to make sure everything was cool, calm, collected before I took them because I knew. Yo, yo, yo. But them motherfucking dogs went ape shit trying to claw out of this house. And I'm telling you, I had to about crawl to the door. <laughs> like slinking yourself to the door, like what arm yeah. dragging that shit? Yeah. I took it. I took it at 11. I was in the perfect position. I. I had my little body pillow so my neck wouldn't move. I had my neck <laughs> propped up just right. Then the motherfuckers that I was like feeling to the wall. It was about one uh, thirty when they yeah. went off and I was trying to get to the door. Fucking. <laughs> Whoo. Like water. Tom, did you get your blood pressure up over that game last night? No, I just kind of expect us to lose on the road, and when we win, it's a pleasant surprise. No, look I at literally you. can't be stressed anymore. I'm concerned for my heart health. Yeah, we're beyond stress. <sighs> I've been spending the last ten minutes trying to tee up a joke that I can't connect. That's where so we're you know, for. like today, you know, today, like everybody's talking about the M and M's, they've. If the Mars company has made M&M's have, uh, you know, uh, Gen Z personality features, like one of them has ADHD, another one's asexual, sex positive. One of them uh, has a diagnosis. What is asexual, sex positive? (laughs) Just just different. They just get different traits. Well, so uh, the joke. You don't support. I, any of the teams, you just support the game. You're like, you know what? I'm positive. I just hope everybody has fun out there. Yeah, everybody. I hope we all make it. Good luck. God that's damn. that's probably where I'm gonna pivot to. It's no, I'll catch heat for that. Around. Apparently, asexuals do like sex. I don't. It's just a thin line. I don't know. It's complicated. I don't. I don't claim to know everything. <laughs> Even though I speak into this microphone. <laughs> I support whatever. I support the asexual community. I support who, whatever you want to do. Anyway, joke I was going to try to make, and I couldn't thread it because who would have thought? Okay, so you know how Van Halen famously on the rider got all the brown M and M's removed? Okay, I didn't, I didn't know so, that, but no, I thought I sure. If I, I was a betting a... man, I would have bet a million fucking dollars. Diamond David Lee Roth would have been a cancel culture guy. Apparently, he's not. Really? really? So what I was what I was teeing up, what I've been working on, workshopping for ten minutes was David Lee Roth has all the brown M and M's removed because <laughs> they're sex pot or whatever. You know, woke. <laughs> oh my god! Whatever. So he's an ally. He's an but ally. He's an ally. So now doesn't now the whole bit falls apart. Oh <laughs> lord! Him and Gene Simmons have a feud apparently. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my Who God. is a cancel culture guy? It, are one of the M and M's pro cancel culture now? Nah, it's like nah. One of them <laughs> was the orange one has anxiety. One of them is the red one is trying not to be an asshole and boss. How did I fucking miss this? So this is this a, a new commercial or something? Oh my nah, god! Nah, it's, annou- it's just like an announcement that uh, that Mars, I guess, the you know, brand that uh, that makes M and M's made on social media. You know how like someone, if they're like trying to look cool or something, they're walking across the street and they get hit by a car. <laughs> it's just completely or fall into a bad hole or some shit. Yeah, or it just completely <laughs> yeah. fucks their shit up. Like, they're Back obviously me. broken and they're bleeding out. And people are like, do you need help? Do you need help? You're like, nah, nah, no, I'm no, cool. No. Nothing's wrong. <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. Nah. I'm good. That's, how I feel. Uh, <laughs> That's how I feel about mental health now. Like, hearing this stuff, I'm like losing my mind and people are like, are you okay? Is everything fine? And I'm like, nah, I'm chill, actually. I don't even have mental illness. I don't ever have no idea what you're talking about. No, I'm the opposite, honey. If I if I curl my ankle, somebody better call nine one one and get an ambulance. I'm gonna need a stretcher. I can't walk on them no more. These ankles. My point. My point is that I hate having mental illness and living in a world where it's all anybody can fucking talk about. It's just and it, it is com- it's commodified and sold back to you. Exactly. <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather not think about my ailments every day. <laughs> yeah, I hate work it. up every day with those ailments. I'd I, rather die. I was talking um I was talking to someone about this the other day like we we really do live in the I mean obviously this is all cynical ploy to sell shit. But we really do live in the era of overcorrection. It's like 20 years ago, we weren't considering enough of things like mental illness. And now it's all yeah. anybody can fucking talk about. And it's like, can we just have a normal yeah. just medium yeah. between the two? And, just be chill about it? And also, people, people are overprescribed, uh, like, like drugs, too, and shit like that, too. So people are not even only talking about it, but it's a way for, like, pharmaceutical companies to sell you shit. Yeah, and yeah. make and you they, addicted and to they, antidepressants exactly, and shit Exactly, like and you're hooked on it like <laughs> me for fucking years and years. <laughs> I do think there's some of it, too, that just healthcare is so, so abundantly bad that it's like a universal... It's like a universal experience that everyone has. It's just like the pits of bad healthcare. Goddamn. Yeah. I mean that's crazy. I mean how did they how did they land on that as like something that would sell? That's amazing. What cracks me up is I feel like this is uh I read one like a while back someone saying like what your only goal every day is not to be the one the character on the internet that day. Correct. Yeah, 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 you yeah. you do yeah. you do not want to be the main character of the internet on any given day. And it's always cracks me up when it's some dumbass fucking M and M's have stepped out, thought they were just dropping some cool new logo or some shit, and now they're the fucking main character on the internet, and they might as well go right off a bridge. It was I, like with the IKEA couches. Yeah. You guys remember those couches? Oh yeah, they yeah. came out <laughs> with the LGBTQ couches. The one and they thought they were doing like they doing a good thing. People were like, "Nah, these shits are ugly as fuck, man." IKEA released a gay couch. Yeah, it's yeah. it was like part. It was like I thought mid- that was just called an IKEA couch. Not <laughs> 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 all IKEA couches are a little they bit actually, gay. Honestly, all of their couches are gay, and the ones they made that to be specifically gay were clearly designed by straight people. Exactly, the bisexual yeah. one was the absolute worst. It was yeah. 
buffoonery. That it was like some pink and black shit with like hand like marks <laughs> all over it, like hair prints. <laughs> yeah, all over it. I think it said. I think it was supposed to say "You are not alone," but if you rearranged it in a way, it said "You are alone." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It sure did. It's dope. <laughs> Uh, it just had like toms of Finland print all over it. Like it's just not <laughs> subtle at all. Oh, actually, <laughs> that was. No, I'm confusing it with those um, wristbands that they like the Not County Tourism Board like put out that like said you are, and then it had an outline of Not County so that it should have said you are not alone. But if you just read it, it just said you are alone. <laughs> <laughs> You Those were just priceless. They put that all over the internet. That was tight. It's every man for himself now, not counting. <laughs> They're like, what yeah, I love most know. about that is no one knows. Like the shape of Knott County is not a recognizable uh-uh. emblem. No one knows what Knott County, the shape of Knott County looks like. These are the most arbitrary borders imaginable. <laughs> man. Oh, Lord. Oh, shit, man. Wow. Well, the M&M's. Um... The woke M&M's. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> I, this story's developing. I'm still waiting to hear it's more crazy. on it. But I, I really wanted to get my Diamond Dave joke <laughs> off, but it's just not there. It's not there yet. Everything's there except for the one thing you need <laughs> to have. <laughs> sort of the key to piece land of the plane, the wheels. Yeah. Yeah. It happens in joke writing sometimes, man. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You gotta let it just stay a little longer. Let it exactly. Marinate. If only Diamond Dave was a little more racist, I'd have to go <laughs> If only. <laughs> Might as well jump. <laughs> what do you think about Van Halen? He didn't do the KKK. I don't know. He was... <laughs> racist Van Halen would be a funny bit. Yeah. It's like hot for... Uh, uh, I don't even know. See, I just the bit falls apart because Van Halen are allies. Yeah, you're right. We can't we can't make accusations against them. That isn't there. I mean, that's how we'll get sued. You know. I mean, well, we I mean, it's false just, accusations all the time on this uh, on this show, but not not that yeah, far. Yeah, that's though. what we do. Tom, I can't hear you very well. Can you? What about now? It's a little better, yeah. Yeah. What about now? <laughs> I'm just going to I'm just going to turn the game <laughs> through the fucking roof. <laughs> I'll blow Terrence's ears out when he's trying to <laughs> put this together. I love to have my ears blown out by you, dude. <laughs> um, have you guys ever wanted to know what John McCain would have said about Putin and Ukraine? <laughs> <laughs> he did already like say like has a situation not happened before in the past where he's had made uh, exact comments that would be similar to as he would make today. I've been waiting for him yeah. to sound off on this situation. Yeah, like, I mean, like, speak from beyond the grave, man. They've fed his words and ideas into one of those like AI things. One, one of the things. AI like processors or whatever. He a bot mm. now. Mm. <laughs> um, I mean, I like to. Uh, so like there's two pages I go to and I'm looking for content and obviously the first one is the New York Times opinions page but the second one Classic. is the 
Yeah, the second one is the ideas section at the Atlantic, which oh, oh yeah, usually ideas. has good shit in there. Um, yeah. Everything from like, can we handle movies these days? To <laughs> I mean, like that, that's those are mo- ideas usually in the ideas section. <laughs> <laughs> Are movies like child labor good? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's it's questions like that. They're good ideas usually. Um, so hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> they got they had one uh, this week that said what John McCain would have said about Putin in Ukraine. Um, <clears throat> I don't know anything about what's going on in the Ukraine, other than apparently Putin wants it. And the New York Times opinion page can't stop comparing it to some sort of non-consensual sex. They literally okay. are like, they're like, uh, P- Putin, Putin's message to root Ukraine, marry me or I'll kill you, or something like that. <laughs> it was just like, oh yeah, that was a Friedman headline, yeah. Something like that, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a question, just a semantics question before we go any further. What deems something the... Like, why do we talk about the Ukraine the way we talk about the Ohio State University? <laughs> That's a like, great Why question. is a place a the place? Like, the Yukon <laughs> Territory. The. That's something I've always wanted to know but been afraid to ask. The South? For fear of the woke mob coming after me. The South? The yeah. South has it, but Appalachia doesn't. That We need to start saying the Appalachia. What's another good example? But people say the region. They, they love that. I do love I that. I said it one time, Tom about took me out. <laughs> Couldn't Region. <laughs> Did you say region without the definite article or something? I'm from region. I'm from region. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why is the some sort of like, I am legion? Why does that, <laughs> that makes no sense. I'm from the, I am legion from the Ukraine. I am Sam. I am the Sam. I'm the same. I'm the Zodiac. <laughs> um, we are the walrus. <laughs> I just wonder why. I just wonder why. That's it. Anyway, I didn't mean to derail the conversation. It's just a little something been on my mind last few years. <laughs> last few years? <laughs> um, I didn't want to catch it from every direction. But I said on Twitter. <laughs> so you just been sitting on it for a couple of years. I feel that's the thing. It's like yeah, the other day, like I, I do this thing now where I just delete tweets just because I get just viscerally, like viscerally, viscerally frustrated with like trite <laughs> comments. Like <laughs> I said something about like uh, I'd like to see a Martin Scorsese movie about West Virginia Italians, and some guy goes. Well, where you want to start with is Mate One. And I'm like, motherfucker, like, like I've not seen Mate One 14 goddamn times. You know, like, I, come on. You know what I mean? It's tedious, bro. It's like you can't say anything without somebody smarter than you giving your their unsolicited opinion. And it's like, I get like it. Talk about it. You know more than me. I get it. Or or trying to make a joke and somebody just twists it and turns it and pokes holes into it and tries to, like, you know, make it sound like you were serious. It's like, no, motherfucker. This was a joke. The premise was a joke. Yeah, somebody DM me and said that uh, Aaron was in hot water again for denying the Uyghur genocide in China. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Been meaning to have a word to you about 
with you about that. You're on probation, bro. I'm on probation now. God damn. They went to my boss. God damn. Man. Oh, God, that is funny. Like, man. They tried to write her now to his boss. Yeah. <laughs> to my employer. Denying genocide again. Into the principal. Go fucking It's like, wow. just. just just keep it a buck. Like, even if you believe something's happening over there, you also, in the same sentence, have to be really weary of anything the CIA is pushing as a narrative. So, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, man. That's all I'm saying. Who told you not I mean, to trust China? Anyway. I, I literally do not care. Like, you could literally be like, Uyghurs don't exist. And I would be like, dude, that's your, that's what you believe? Go for it. <laughs> Damn that's, your, damn, that's your lived experience. <laughs> it's like, like, and I don't have, I don't have a line on it because I don't know. You know the, what I mean? the thing is, exactly where I, by virtue of where I live, I already hear such an insane array of opinions across the spectrum. <laughs> I mean, just talking to people on the street, overhearing conversation at the laundromat. Um, you know, uh. yeah, you gotta block. You gotta block. You gotta let go through life with the default filter on it. Block all that shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I come from a from a people that believe you can talk to deers and that there's cave witches and stuff. I mean, like, <laughs> I, you know, I don't rule or, nothing out, but I also take everything with a heavy grain of salt. Or that you can speak in entirely other languages. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, man. man that's that's interesting i mean i'm learning i'm trying to learn spanish right now um like with an app the i Duolingo, mean whatever. yeah yeah and i took mm. like <laughs> I, I grew up in a region where a lot of people speak spanish and so i grew up like you know and i mean i know a lot of the words and stuff mm. and can sort of mm. like pick up on the you know sentences yeah. and other stuff like that but um has anyone tried that? Like Duolingo, but it's someone that speaks tongue in the Pentecostal church, and they try to teach you the... Well, oh, that'd, be a, that'd be a terrific concept for a horror movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There are preachers who claim they can understand, you know, and like will write out things people say and shit, translate. Wait, so I thought it was just gibberish. Is it actually based in like... <laughs> Some kind of understanding. I thought it was. Just you gibberish. tell me. I think well, here, I've got the lived experience on this one. The <laughs> what we believe in the Pentecostal church is that if you're if there's tongue talking, there needs to be an interpreter present, and an uh. interpreter is somebody that has the gift of interpretation of the tongues, as mm -hmm. laid out in the Book of Acts. <laughs> so it is. Okay. It is its own separate language, basically. Is what you're saying. Yeah, it's a supernatural prayer language is what we believe. So it's not like Spanish. It's not like you would just like lapse into a <laughs> No, there's no like there's no like Babel or Duolingo for the time. There's no, a dictionary for it. Not available in Duolingo. Say what you want about mountain people, but we're complex. Yeah. Don't they stop a biblioteca? They're like that man is holy. <laughs> My God, he's got the gift. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna like go to Duolingo with a pitch. It's like listen. I have a spiritual <laughs> gift called the interpretation of tongues, and I want to bring that to your platform for the right price. Damn, that'd be a long con. That'd be an incredible long con. 
Imagine how many church people would sign up for it, like, just trying to put it in there. But, like, they couldn't really nail it, you know, because, like, the tongues is, like, kind of indecipherable for the most part. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or, like, it's not very phonetically, you know, sound is what I'm saying. They need, yeah, they need Duolingo for the tongues is what they need. They need the learning app. Yeah. Like, give it a name, like, that's a spinoff, like, the Tower of Babel or some shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> Surely that exists already. Just call like, it Babel. I think Just call it Babel. I think something called Babel already exists. I'm, and I think it's oh, similar. Yeah, probably. probably. Yeah, it's kind of like Duolingo or anything else, like a language learning app or whatever. I didn't have a good experience with Babel when I was trying to learn Mandarin. But... <laughs> <laughs> That would be hilarious. If China did invade, Tom would have to be the one who would be have to be our interpreter. We would be helpless. <laughs> Tom would have to speak Mandarin to them. I was the bulwark between us and uh, oh, and a firing line. <laughs> us and the and the big red the big red scare. Right, right. You know, I would be fine. I could I could diffuse it easily. Any tensions. <laughs> I did take I did take Mandarin in college, and uh, the teacher gave us all a a name, and mine was Japong, which is like a. And I said, well, "What's?" I said, "Doctor, uh, I forget what her name was now." I said, "What's that mean?" She goes, "It's it's like a big bird that flies many miles." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Hell Tom yeah!" Tom Sexton, hell yeah. I'm sure I'm butchering that, too. If any of my uh, Chinese-speaking friends, Mandarin-speaking friends, uh, can tell me how you actually say a big bird that flies many miles, that's what I was. It's going to be something wildly insulting. Yeah. You can't fly because you have no wings. Yeah, right, right, right. (laughs) Just a peacock, buddy. That's what what it really means. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh... John Hickenlooper's back on the scene today. Yes, Who's that, that? Is that the dude from Colorado? Yeah, after after the Democratic establishment circled the wagons around him to fuck him out of the nomination, he's back championing the what's called the For the People Act. <laughs> oh my god. I said it Terrence earlier, but perhaps Did he get elected as a senator or some shit like that? After he ran for president? I'm not sure what Hick and Looper's capacity is, but in this clip, he's playing the banjo. I'll just go ahead and give you that much. I think he's a senator. He was governor, did the devil's milkshake. Now he's a senator. He t- he drank the elixir, the fracking fluid elixir, and transformed well, overnight into a senator. That thing's out of tune, by uh, God. That thing is bad. That thing ain't never been tuned. Give me some more. <laughs> give me more. That's you want more? Did you stop it? There's a there's more, right? It said something give power to the people. He wants to incorporate packs. Let's make elections fairer. And 
That's uh, so U.S. Wait, Senator he... from Colorado, John Hickenlooper, ladies and gentlemen. Was <laughs> he trying to make himself seem like, like you know, like he's uh, like he's closer to Main Street to like the common man type of thing? Is that why he's doing this? I think so. Well, I think it yeah. was. I feel like wasn't it kind of like a spin on that Capitol Bill cartoon or whatever from <laughs> I'm just a bear. That's, <laughs> that's what it started out as. <laughs> and then it quickly became a man that's been touched by some combination of uh long COVID and drinking fracking fluid. <laughs> that's what drinking fracking fluid will do to a motherfucker. <laughs> a little a little schoolhouse rock with the long COVID. Oh man. Jeez Louise. <laughs> The did y'all see the other there's a, a a campaign video dropped this week out of Louisiana with this big old guy in a chair out in the middle no smoking out in the middle of the woods smoking a blunt. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, I saw that shit. <laughs> it was so good. But I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, Can we apply the equation that the Democrats use? The how we got the scientist in the commercial with the white mm. uh scientist jacket riding on a fucking easel right. like, the democrats looked at this man and said we're getting you a blunt <laughs> we're gonna give you a blunt instead he Something rolls up wild. to shot day and they got a big a big uh throne out yeah. there's a big throne out in the middle of a field looks like, yeah it looks like my man's just chilling in the swamp in a lounge chair just smoking <laughs> a big split that's literally what he was doing it's like a leather it's like a leather uh armchair yeah yeah, I will say this: if we get those three, if we got Hickenlooper, that guy. What's that guy's name? Louisiana? Anybody know? Uh, I forget. I saw it going Wayne around, but something. I forgot. What's his name? I forget. Uh, and then see. we get the lab coat guy. I mean, we got well, say what you want, but we'll have some fresh leadership. <laughs> <laughs> the new face of the Democratic Party. No one is storming the Capitol when. There is a man in a white lab coat and a man holding a banjo standing in between you and the and the teeming masses. No one's no one's gonna try to fuck with those two. No, they're too powerful. They're too look at them. They have too much swagger. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Who was the other guy besides Hickenlooper? It's kind of the other no-name guy that was like in that race. Bennett. Oh yeah. yeah. I forgot about him. Where was the? Where's this at? I think he was in, in the, the Democratic primary, right? Democratic primary, yeah. yeah. For, it for was what? weird. There was like four or five guys who were completely indistinguishable from each other. Yeah, they were just like carbon <laughs> copies of each other. Just your mm. run-of-the-mill white dude. Bad posture, greasy hair. What do you yeah. do? <laughs> Joe Biden was one of them. <laughs> the eventual yeah, winner. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man his fake ass hair what is the for the people <laughs> I can't even say that without laughing it's so stupid it's like an old 2017 era Trillbillies bit like for the people like they put it into a bill <laughs> and like hey that's that'll resonate with the youth you know what's funny is they they're They've been doing some wild stuff around this bill, though. They've got Nick Saban and Jerry West, who is the NBA logo, uh-huh. and all these like famous West Virginians trying to like shake Mansion down to support it. 
<laughs> well, this, this is the voting rights bill, right? Yeah. Who are the famous West Virginians? <laughs> Nick Saban, <laughs> Alabama football coach. I thought the voting uh, rights bill was dead. Like, I thought that, like, they had basically... I, think, I thought yeah. Biden conceded defeat on it. Like, it wasn't going to yeah, happen. Yeah, that's what I they, thought. I thought I saw that, too. I thought Mansion and Cinema didn't they have a vote on it? And Mansion Cinema voted it down. I think of so. That might have been the case. Biden's just—I tell you, what this motherfucker's going to do—he's just going to like pinball machine back. Oh, vo- uh, voting rights isn't going to work. I'm going to go back to build back better. And once that fails again, he's going to say <laughs> voting rights. That is literally—we're we're bringing it back up. How my career has gone. I'm like, yeah, I'll do—I'll mu- do music a little bit, and then that fails. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm, I'll go write a little bit, and then that fails. I'm like, oh, right, I'll just go back to. <laughs> it's good to keep your options Jack- farmed around. Right, exactly. You know, I've been doing a little research into West Virginia Italians, specifically in <laughs> Fairmont, where Nick Saban's from. <laughs> well, I guess a common practice was, like, Mansion used to be Mancini, and yeah. uh-huh. Saban, Nick Saban's family, used to be the Sabatinis. But, like, they anglicized their names, I guess, to, I don't know, I guess just to kind of... Be accepted? Well, it was Scotch-Irish dominance, and of course all the Scots-Irish had anglicized their names because they're stooges to the crown, but... Mm. And I've had to live with that because those are my forebears, but... Uh, you know, you, you deal with the boot of the queen in different ways, and it makes a motherfucker act funny sometimes. <laughs> in any case, it's it, in Fairmont, West Virginia, where Nick Saban's from, it used to be a black hand stronghold. Not the mm. Serbian black hand, the Italian black hand, which was kind of like an extortion outfit, kind of a, yeah. a little uh, La Cosa Nostra adjacent. Okay, so like the Serbian that, black hand was like fascist, right? But these black, like this black hand was like the. This mob. was just kind of organized crime in the New World. Oh, good, a little bit. <laughs> I guess it probably existed in the old country too. But yeah. in any case. The black hand ended up supplying weapons to striking miners <laughs> against the company. Oh, so, damn. There's like, there's like a big West Virginia sort of immigrant saga there. That, uh, that That's what I was talking about Scorsese needs to examine. That seems like he'd be right up his alley. Somebody just needs to write the book about it, and then Scorsese yeah, can run Somebody do the research, write the book about it, and then make it into a film, yeah. Right. I don't know. I, I think Chloe Zhao, director of The Eternals, and Nomadland should take that project on. I think that would be much better suited in her hands. Right. They should do an That's Eternals fun. of West Virginia, you know? Like <laughs> Mansion and Rock Jay Rockefeller and Robert Byrne. You know what I'm saying? A CGI uh, Jock Jablonski <laughs> getting his wig split. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a lot there. That's all I'm saying. Yo, I saw that movie the other day. Trash. What? Oh, was it? It? West Virginia Eternals? Yeah, oh, okay. West Virginia Eternals. <laughs> <laughs> Chloe Zhao's uh, the West Virginia saga. <laughs> Goddamn, you got in on the ground floor, Thor. <laughs> Eternals was trash, huh? Yeah, it was garbage, man. That's what I've been hearing for months. I, I won't, can't and won't pull the trigger on it. You know a movie is trash when you fall asleep like 30 minutes in, man. You know, I used to think when I would get bored with a film that there was something, like, deficient in me. Mm. But it's like, you know, I could, like, I could put on, like, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is three hours, and watch it, like, three times in a row. Yeah. You say what you want about Tarantino, but the motherfucker knows pacing and how to keep you hooked in the whole time. Yeah. 
I'd watch say PTA contact. to a certain degree, but he's got he's mm. he could hum a few bars in a few of his movies. Yeah, man, I could watch Contact. That movie's like three hours. And that's fine. Yeah, that's a good three hours though. Yeah. Mm. Um. Uh, all I watch is documentaries. You've given up on cinema. (laughs) What did Tanya say about documentaries last time? Would you say that one episode, Tanya, about documentaries? The brain of somebody who who watched only documentaries would be crazy. (laughs) It's called Everybody That Starts a True Crime Podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. A motherfucker that's like had a steady diet of Dateline and First Forty Eight for like the last fifteen <laughs> years, man. And now all they do is listen to true crime podcast. That's the brain you can question you're talking about. Absolutely eroded. I like T- Terrence has pivoted to reading only fiction and watching only nonfiction. That's right. Yeah, I only watch <laughs> like Taxi to the Other Side or whatever. When are they going to start making video games that are documentaries? You know what I mean? Like. You learn about the killing fields in Cambodia, but you like, get to like take a virtual God. tour through them. That's, that's yeah, coming, that's, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's got to be coming back. Yeah, edutainment. Get, uh, to be clear, you get to play as the Khmer Rouge, or you're against them, <laughs> <laughs> or 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 choose your own adventure. Well, wasn't there? There was a video game like. Like ten years ago, I feel like it was maybe one of those like Tom Clancy books that they. Yeah. It's like one of those Tom Clancy games, and it like opened with you being a, like a Chechen terrorist, and you just got to like mow pe- like civilians down in a, like airport or train station in. Europe. Oh, they did that with Call of Duty. They did that in a Call of Duty game. <laughs> just women, Where men, they- women, and children. Like <laughs> yeah, literally. They gave you a machine gun to put you in an airport. And play you were playing a Russian terrorist. What, Tanya? Yeah. What are your thoughts on video games? This is a subject I've never asked you about. What do you think about video games? Do you think that they're bad for society? Do you think that they are causing young incel men to shoot up synagogues and and other stuff? Like, or do you cinemas and other cinemas and other stuff? Houses of worship. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know enough. <laughs> All I know, I mean. I bought a, a Switch last winter when I was so depressed, hoping I would just play it and be happy, and that didn't work. Uh, <clears throat> I'm probably just going to give it to my nephews. <laughs> Every time I see them, they ask me about it. They're like, hey, what's up with that Switch? <laughs> <laughs> she collected dust in a drawer. Yeah, but I do, I mean, Damn, I... Damn, that is uh, a grave injustice to a child. Just a gaming system <laughs> just collecting dust. Just yeah, like, they know. They're like, the hey, hey like, what's yo, up with that Switch? I, where's that? I mean... Take it a little Where's that switch? Like, it gave you depression. <laughs> yeah, just randomly. He'll be like, damn, I've always wanted to play a switch. <laughs> Too bad there's no unused switches for laid around for me to fucking play. I, I, need to, yeah. I need to pack it up and take it to him. It really is a grave injustice. <laughs> sitting here fucking dusty. But I do. I thought I could just disappear into a uh, Animal Crossing, but I couldn't get into it. I was like, this is just a bunch of talking and bullshit. I wanted to build some <laughs> shit. Hell, I wanted a forest. I wanted a garden. This is bullshit. It was it was going too goddamn slow. But I love Mario Kart. I still have my my Super Nintendo from my like seventh or eighth birthday. Still mm-hmm. works. And I'll play anybody in Mario Kart or Street Fighter Two. Oh, uh, the only other thing you. I know is <laughs> I'd sweep your ass in the corner, never let you up. Oh, <laughs> <eat> my dick. <laughs> 
That's my Mortal Kombat strategy. I'm a I'm a sweeper corner guy. Wait, mm-hmm. uh, y'all. So y'all actually like know how to play fighting games? I just button mash, man. Oh yeah, I'm Chun Li all the way, bitch. I was Chun Li for about six years from middle school on. <laughs> I just smash buttons and pray and hope for the best, man, and pray. That's it. Hope and pray. It's, that's a good I just wait till you jump into me and I do that juice thing that Blanca does or Blanca. Uh huh. Send out the electric shock. <clears throat> yeah, that's my strategy. Um. No, I did used to, one of my exes used to play GTA, and I was kind of like watching that from the sideline, but I couldn't handle, I would, I couldn't handle getting high and watching him drive too fast and shit, and I was like, we're going to wreck. <laughs> it was just, it felt like a wreck simulation, I was like, I hate wrecking a car, I don't want to see this, I don't want to see, well, I don't I'm want to, much less. I don't want to lay here, and pr- I, I distinctly remember laying there, just like my anxiety was going up and up, like, I can't watch this, we're just going to wreck any minute. I was playing one of them VR uh, headsets, the Oculus, not too long ago. And that one thing, there's this game where you go up to the like top floor of this building and you walk out on a plank. And man, Mm. the wild shit is, I just know I'm in a living room, but it's like that shit feels like. You're Steven Paddock. Paul motherfucking thing. Yeah. In, in like the 26th floor of the Mandalay Bay, and there's like a Jason Aldean concert beneath you, and you have oh a, my god, and you have an assault rifle. Yeah, they just so happy you have an assault rifle <laughs> in Vegas, and a disembodied voice somewhere telling you, you know what to do. <laughs> you know what to do. <laughs> you see that damn Blazarians down there too. <laughs> He's taking charge with Dude, the police. He was down there and there's like video of him being like, Oh no, man. I Going mean, to I, the cops being like, Deputize me, I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to take this motherfucker out. <laughs> I, I mean, it. don't they use like first person shooter games to train military people to train <laughs> to train to, to train school shooters? <laughs> <laughs> That's the Klebold Harris method. <laughs> <laughs> just like you know, pump Marilyn Manson into their ears and make them play first-person shooters all day. <laughs> yeah, put on a catheter to them. They can't even get him. Oh my bed. god! <laughs> <laughs> nah, Tidy, I think I think yeah, I think the the DoD or Pentagon, or whatever, they go to video game conventions. So I've heard, and they draft uh, these young players uh, for uh, to become drone operators. Seems bad. I don't know, Terrence. I don't. I don't, I don't have a, a. I don't have a, probably enough information. But does don't seem great. Don't seem good. Don't uh, seem great. Yeah. Well, don't seem good at all. It is interesting how like the shooting game is what always gets brought up. Like nobody ever, when arguing against video games, nobody's ever like arguing against racing games, being like. It's gonna make kids want to drive too fast. You know what I mean? Or like, no one's yeah, gonna. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or like super. Or like Super Mario. Like nobody's gonna. Nobody's gonna try to jump on top of somebody's head and smush them down. Right. Like nobody's. <laughs> gonna, nobody's, nobody's gonna. Right. Right. It's like this game's gonna make. Start doing it in a pop. It's not. Not gonna make little portly Italian boys jump down the sewer pipes. <laughs> Gonna make kids want to throw <laughs> banana pills from their car and make the car behind them spin out. Little mancini's getting stuffed in the gutters. Yeah, if only Joe Manchin would have the example of the Super Mario Brothers. 
Yeah. We could have avoided this whole mess if there had been more positive Italian role models than that. <laughs> has that new movie come out yet? Were they were they making Chris Pratt the Mario? Did that already nah, come not out? Yet. Not yet. Oh, they just got all that all hopped up. That was a slap to Amerigo Vespucci's oh. face, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Casting Pratt. Oh, shit. Come on. Come oh, on. shit. Oh man, that's funny. Um, all right. Well, I'm putting you down as anti-video game then, if that's your stance. Fuck it, I don't care. Yeah, sure. Why not? Tanya believes video games are a direct source of toxic masculinity. Noted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and wanton car accidents. The car is spinning out. Yeah. I can't handle no Rex simulation. No, thank you. No, no, I definitely can't. No, I can't. <laughs> oh, yeah, you definitely can't. <laughs> I'm, I'm good on that action, bro. <laughs> simulation. I've been in this shit for real, man. Fuck that. God damn. That was a terrible winner. Yeah. <laughs> that was a hard winner. My God. That was a long winner. Yeah, damn. I oh, want to know what For the People Act is. It's for the people. I think it's the same thing as the voting rights deal. S1. I think it's a colloquialism for that. I could be wrong, though. I see. I see. Well, it definitely seems like... um, I mean, just by judging the op-ed pages the last two weeks, like, the libs are pretty mad with Joe. I mean, Ezra Klein had a... (laughs) (laughs) The vote blue no matter who crowd is mad at Joe. Ezra Klein had an op-ed in the New York Times that was like, things just aren't going the way we thought they would, or something to that effect. A lot of them have cited uh, it's it's his preference for a left-wing agenda. (laughs) You can't be serious. Did you see that article, Terrence, in Politico? I'm sorry. No, 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 go ahead, T. They're saying he's not getting shit done because he's so far left. Are you fucking with me? <laughs> That's the consensus between David Brooks, Tom Friedman, and uh, uh, Jennifer Rubin. Oh my fucking god! The, the three yes. biggest, the three biggest names in punditry. <laughs> Jay Rubin Assholery. blogger. What did Jay Rubin blogger say about the co- the Biden presidency? She said it's good he's, or bad. She said it's disappointing. Because oh, it's too far left. Yeah, hold on a second. I'll bring this article up if y'all want to examine it a little bit. Uh, let's see. Da 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 da. Blah blah blah. Um. Tap. Damn. Um. My Tom's trying to find that. I just want to make a quick note of mm. the brand new novel by Dolly Parton and James Patterson called Run, Run, Rose, Run. And also available, an album of 12 original Dolly Parton songs from the novel. Um, so if you haven't got your Dolly... <laughs> Covered by James Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Is that real? Is that real? Did Dolly Parton really write a book with James Patterson? Yes. Did, yeah, yeah, they've yeah. been talking about it for years. So did... Wait. What kind of book is this? Is this an action adventure mystery thriller book where Dolly Parton is a 
detective or some shit. Like is this the true account of how Dolly ended apartheid in South Africa? <laughs> <laughs> One can only hope. No, this is um, I don't know. The tagline is, "She's a singer." Wait. She's a star on the rise. She's a singer on the run. So I don't know. Maybe someone's after her. <laughs> maybe someone's after oh, Wow. From America's she's most the- beloved <laughs> superstar and its greatest storyteller. A thriller about a greatest younger singer. Greatest storyteller. That's James, James, James Patterson? It's JP. It, JP. I um, guess I guess sales don't lie, do they? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Nashville. Did you just tell me he's a billionaire, Terrence? Yeah, he's almost a billionaire. Um, That's crazy. Like oh, that, for writing books, bro. For writing airport it, books. Twenty twenty two. Almost a mid, almost a billionaire. Off this, like, like doing, doing a, like uh, uh, his best Tom Clancy and selling it to people like, yeah, you know, Bill Clinton and um, this says Obama and shit. Nashville is where she's come to claim her destiny. It's also where the darkness she's fled might find her and destroy her. That sounds pretty tight. Um. <laughs> It's a, you know, Nashville is a pretty dark and seedy place for, um, runaway children of uh, a doctor and a lawyer, who are just kind of floating through their twenties, <laughs> floating through their twenties on dad's money. <laughs> well, like, like it's like the uh, uh like a. Sort of romanticized version of Nashville because the real version would be she pays $3,500 for a uh, one bedroom, one and a half bath uh, townhouse. <laughs> and, uh, you know. And plays for free on the main strip because nobody can get paid to play them yep. parts. Pl- plays to eight people at the Bluebird Cafe and is It makes, somehow makes $100,000 a year and has a Spotify page with like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one of those. Yeah, one of those ginned up Spotify pages where exactly. you know it's bullshit because her biggest listeners are in like Whitefish, Montana, Moscow, Idaho, <laughs> Jenkins. <laughs> well, I found that like I'll go, um, like I don't know, like I found singer songwriters or artists or whatever like that. And like whole entire playlists of other artists like that, and they've all got like a hundred in between a hundred and a hundred fifty or two hundred thousand regular listeners, and it's like shit you have never heard in your life. <laughs> like what the fuck is this? Like who is listening to this? And it's got to be mostly like trust fund kids who um, are in like a quartet, and one of them plays the wash jug one of them plays the banjo and one of them plays like the yeah. synthesizer and like mm-hmm. they they make the worst shit imaginable but like one of their dad pays some content farm in bangladesh to just <laughs> to make it a thousand a hundred thousand listeners viable manufacturing consent literally yeah that's the what the chomsky book was about <laughs> it was about that literally trust fund kid banjo groups or whatever yeah <laughs> what's the what's the politico article tom out of politico i guess this was yesterday biden's favorite columnist revolt it says oh <clears throat> no Oh no! He's front no, line. No. Say it again. Say it again. Bi- Biden's favorite columnist revolt. His favorite columnists revolt. 
You're mm-hmm. just cutting out. On his favorite story. colonists, his capos, his street. Colonists, not communist. Yeah, Col- yeah not, not his favorite no. communists. No, nah, that would be us. No. <laughs> not his favorite colonists. Like, they're going overseas and overthrowing governments. Like, colonists. Got, 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 got. What a damning first sentence. Even Jennifer Rubin thinks Joe Biden is in trouble. Oh, shit, dude. Oh, not J-Dog. Quote. Biden needs a reset. Here's how he can do it, end quote. Read her headline on this morning's Washington Post column. Usually a reliable go-to for the Biden-sympathetic worldview. After all, this is a little editor's note. After all, this is a woman who said that the boyfriend looks nice when looking at uh, Andrew Cuomo's (laughs) dinner table one night. (laughs) Democrats need Biden to correct course and promptly. Rubin wrote, describing Biden's presidency as, quote, Rocky. She's not alone. Over the past several (laughs) weeks, many of the staunchest Biden defenders in the media have soured on the administration's current direction. New York Times columnist David Brooks. I, well, I like the implication that there is a direction. Like, what the fuck? Are you yeah, yeah, what, yeah, what as is if, it? <laughs> exactly. What? As if we were heading anywhere Where? at all besides collapse. They're just I chilling would... in their car, idling the engine. Like, no, one, <laughs> no one's going just anywhere. Smoking the blood in the car. <laughs> exactly. They're hotboxing it. They're hotboxing <laughs> the car right now. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> as far as I'm keeping score here, okay. They'd be doing better if they were hotboxing in the car right, right. now. <laughs> no, okay. What they're actually doing is they've run a hose from the exhaust into the window. <laughs> That's, <laughs> where, <laughs> That's where they're going. And they're all choking each other. They all got their arms on each other's throats. And they're all about to come at the same time right before they die. <laughs> the freakiest shit imaginable. That's right. You're right. <laughs> and the whole car, the inside of the car just goes black covered in cum all over the window. <laughs> <laughs> just splattered all over the windows and inside the windshield. More like goddamn powdered milk with that bunch. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta pull them out like a cocoon. They're cocooned in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the they peel alive. away from the. <laughs> goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> New York Times columnist David Brooks, who penned an August column with the headline, The Biden Approach Is Working, and a November column with the headline, Biden Is Succeeding, tweeted last week that, quote, Today is the day for Biden to begin revamping his presidency in a more centrist direction. There's no path forward for a leftist agenda. It's like David Brooks was like totally in the pocket for him when he was saving Americans 17 cents on the 4th of July bill <laughs> and also telling everybody that we don't need masks anymore. Oh my God. Right. Man. Fellow Times columnist Tom Friedman even thinks Biden should consider replacing Kamala Harris with Representative Liz Cheney in what 2024. F- oh, <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. The unity ticket. The unity right. ticket. The unity ticket. <laughs> Former hardball host Chris Matthews. <laughs> this motherfucker got fired for being a hothead on the temper problem. Wait, this and is the Central Park motherfucker? Yeah, this is the Central Park. Yeah, the guillotine <laughs> in Central Park. That was Hell awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. 
Former Hardball host Chris Matthews, who declared Biden will be a, quote, a good president for our time, end quote, emerged from his relative silence (laughs) 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 to just a tweet in January that the country was heading too far left. (laughs) They are really out here saying that Biden's moving too far left. Uh, What is their definition of, like, too far left? Like, I mean, what has Biden even done that, like, I mean, what has he done, period? But I don't think, like, he's even pushed anything that's, like, is build back better that i mean i guess i guess rebuilding roads and bridges and shit is too left (laughs) it's not it's not i guess their point is that those big infrastructure packages are doomed and not going anywhere in congress or something like that yeah i don't know i mean depending on who you ask what was that go ahead i'm sorry i don't know there's nothing to even say about it it's like no go ahead Depending on who you ask, the critiques are either evidence that Biden does not need to break with the left-wing activists who are overrepresented on Twitter, or the classic whinings of clueless Beltway pundits. Wait, so they're literally talking... Go ahead, Tom. No, 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 you go ahead. No, they're literally talking about, like... I mean, not us, but they're talking about, like... Because I keep hearing this. Like, I sent you something uh, last week, Terrence, about how... This dude was saying that although there are these left-wing activists on Twitter saying that this is how we should, like, you know, be doing the COVID response, the reality is that most Americans don't wear masks anyway, so it wouldn't matter if we sent masks to people. But they're all, they're, like, hinging upon, like, this online left now as if this is, like, a real fucking thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, like for people that say that the Twitter isn't real life, like, it's, they're very concerned with what people on Twitter think, you know? It's very <laughs> weird, man overrepresented on twitter it's like i don't know yeah. man it's a big place well there was another thing in the new york Times. i don't know the the conjuring up of the left by the media in the last couple of weeks has been interesting i've not really kept that much up with it but um there's like a new york times op-ed that said what's happening on the left is no excuse for what's happening on the right it's the, i mean it's just like what left are you what? like there is no there is no left, left. <laughs> there's no left again it's just um like the far right is so welcomed into the republican party that they literally stormed the capitol and like everybody was just whatever like so there yeah. there's no left in the sense that if we did that like we would immediately just get sell down, down the fucking river you know what i mean well, i guess all those <laughs> yeah. people oh, there would are, be a massacre all those people massacre. are as well too but they would have burnt the building down just to get us all. Exactly. <laughs> they would have nuked the building, man. They would have said a bomb in that shit. Yeah. They, yeah, you're right. They probably would have. Like, yeah, yeah. They really would. They'd probably willing to just <laughs> scorch. Just fly a nap- helicopter over and just, drop a bomb. Yeah, napalm the entire, like. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. That shit is so funny. The way Brooks sees it, Biden's aggressive rhetoric on voting rights in which he compared current opponents of Democratic legislation to old-school segregationists from the 60s represents how he has strayed from his roots as a moderate. Wait, but he... Like, he, Brooks, he, Brooks wants Biden to go back to being a segregationist. <laughs> with Strom Thurmond. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, come on, dude. Brooks believes the president risks alienating moderate voters with legislative pushes that are dead on arrival in the Senate, where he believes the White House mishandled relationships with Senator Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema. 
man. Anyway, oh, man. essentially, it's just talking about how fucking, you know, Biden Biden used to like to wake up and read, uh, you know, J. Ruben, Ruben Blocker and Friedman. Yeah, yeah. Because he and doesn't now like he you can't anymore. he can't rely on it for his comfort anymore. So, so basically, his point too is that fighting for anything at all is too far left. Like the minute that you fight for something is too far left. Not to say that Biden's even fighting for anything, but even like nominally, you know what I'm saying? talking about speaking about voting rights is too far left. Man. Yeah, I'm kind of like with Tanya. I'm getting to the point where it's like I can't even listen to it anymore because it's like to me to listen to or try to engage with American politics is just as impossible for me to try to engage with like the politics of Serbia. Like I have (laughs) just as little of a chance as affecting politics here as I do anywhere else in the world. So it's like, Oh, these are just the assholes that are just running shit right now. In fact, then, you might have a better shot with the black hand, the Serbian black hand. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know it's, it's weird. I just don't like... I don't know. I don't know. It is just so fun. I mean, every time I see anyone say something about voting, I'm just like, it's so dystopian. To even yeah. pre- to even talk about voting at this point is so dystopian. Yeah. I'm like, get real, fucking grow up, get a life. <laughs> Biden Biden came here like last week, and there were v- voting rights groups like Black Voter Black Votes Matter and other groups, um, like New Georgia Project, I guess too, that didn't go to his speech. Him and Kamala made a speech about voting rights. They didn't go. And I was just looking at the comments, man, and there were so many black liberals and white liberals, of course, that were like, oh, these why aren't these groups going to the speech of uh, these groups? didn't They're not even a part of Michelle Obama's fight the vote project or organization or whatever. <laughs> and it's just like, dude, like, I mean, not that these organizations are perfect, you know, but they got the right fucking idea. Of course, they don't want to go to a fucking speech. You know what I mean? When he's like just gonna like just talk instead of actually going back to Congress and like doing something, so it's like, what's the fucking point, you know? I'm I mean, not they, sure it's a winning strategy to trot around a former segregationist to talk about. <laughs> yeah. so I just it just it just doesn't hit the right note, particularly in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, I God. I read I read a really long article about. Um, uh, is it Keisha Lance Bottoms, the Atlanta oh, yeah, mayor? Keisha Lance Bottoms, yeah. Yeah, the mayor. there was like um, a profile of her in New York Magazine that was like, "Why did Keisha Lance Bottoms, you know, drop out of the race or or decide mm. not to run again or something like that?" Um, mm. It was pretty interesting, um, especially. I didn't. I don't know. I didn't even know a lot of this stuff. Like when in 2020, she said that that she didn't want Atlanta. Or she said, Atlanta will be known for li- lemon pepper wings and great strip clubs if we're not careful. <laughs> and it's like... It already had- is, though. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with that? Well, yeah, exactly. It's like, the two; those two things are awesome. <laughs> like- They're staples of Atlanta, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as opposed to what? Fucking, like, yuppie gentrification shit? Like- <laughs> exactly. And police brutality? Now I'm good on that. I love yeah. the Claremont Lounge. That's one of my favorite places on earth. Um, shit, man, I still gotta go. I guess I didn't know this though. Her husband's an executive at Home Depot, um, and uh, I don't Mr. know. Mr. Bottoms, what's that? <laughs> Mr. Bottoms. Mr. Bottoms is 
It's an, an executive, executive at Home Depot. Mr. At Home Robbins. Depot. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. There was some crazy stuff in here. Like, for example, I didn't know that she was... I didn't know that she had backed Cop City so heavily. Like, and I know oh, we even yeah. had an episode about it. Like, no, yeah. But I guess I just kind of forgot about that. Like, but like she sees it as a kind of crowning achievement in her career now. It's like, um, oh, that she, that she was the one that that I guess it got shepherded through under her administration. Uh huh. Yeah, but even though she kind of like billed herself as the criminal justice reform candidate, yeah, um, she absolutely did. But it was interesting. Um, so, you know, you know, just a few things that she did, like after the riots, like the George Floyd riots, like, um, uh, blah blah blah. She earned plaudits for being decisive in 2020 when she, um, okay, blah blah blah. Um, what might have been interpreted at that time as a gambit to put a lot of different fires has shown itself in the months since to be a full blown reinvestment in policing. In July, Bottoms announced plans to spend $70 million on hiring 250 new officers and further expand the city's surveillance apparatus by adding hundreds of cameras. Cops now brag to local reporters about how many people they're pulling over for traffic citations. One unit, composed of just six officers and two supervisors, stopped 2,300 motorists between January and mid-February 2021. Jesus Christ. God damn. It's like, well, y'all, y'all read that story about... Uh, Brook, uh, was it uh, Brookside, Brookside Alabama. Alabama? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see this going I, around? I didn't see this. Yeah. What was it? So basically, their police chief there was like doing some what we call fee grabbing, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, they're like a speed trap town, and they're writing all these citations. And like from the year two thousand, I think it was from two thousand. Yeah, like two thousand six to two thousand eighteen. So like. Mm-hmm however many years that is 12 years or whatever it is mm-hmm. they made less than 50 arrests for like like crimes like serious mm-hmm. crimes none of which were murders or sexual assaults or anything like very serious but like just other stuff okay now since they've instituted this program right where they've basically like just putting people underwater in traffic courts and stuff like that to raise money they're averaging 4.4 arrests per household per year. God damn. Per household. Dog. Per household. That's so the insane. average household in, in Brookside, Alabama, has been arrested. <laughs> somebody in that household has been arrested 4.4 times. More Babies and per- pets and everything. More <laughs> people than yeah. can be tested with our free kits coming down the pipe. Yeah, right. can't even test all these people they've arrested. God damn. Jesus so, fuck. And that shit's only going to get worse. And I speak from my personal experience getting that driving on a suspended license ticket this week. Because it's like, I looked that up and I was like, one, I didn't know that my license was suspended. But the other thing is, is I looked it up and I was like, is that even legal? Because it used to be just like even mm. two or three years ago. you That's not probable cause to pull somebody over and look at their license. But mm. under the cover of darkness, the Supreme Court passed a precedent from a case in Kansas where cops can now run your tags, and if the owner of the vehicle has a suspended license, you can pull them over and, and cite them for that. So that's why they pulled you over? He said, I pulled you over because I ran your plates and you have an expired license. Which in my mind, no, he never told me why he stopped me. Mm-hmm. I was just, But I didn't think anything about it. I was just like, okay, like it was fucking snow and ice on the ground. Maybe I slid mm-hmm. a little bit and he just thought mm-hmm. I was drunk or something. But 
it, yeah, like I was, and at first I was like, you can't do that. That's illegal. But it's yeah. not, it's not illegal as it turns out. <laughs> God damn, man. But that's just recently. That happened in April of 2020. And one of the uh, agreeing opinions on that was, you ready for this? Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Ruth Conda. Hell yeah. Little RBG. Hell yeah. Fucking me over from beyond, from the great beyond. Oh my God. Shit. Go ahead, go ahead, Darren. No, you go ahead. No, I was just, no, I don't got really nothing to say, really. I was going to. Just gonna comment that that Brookside, Alabama story is just crazy, man. To see what, like, the small town with like more cops than they need, just running shit like their little fiefdom, man. Yeah, well, that's what it's Pound crazy. was, and the end result is you 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 end up collapsing over your own weight, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know de- what I mean? I think it depends. I think um, the sort of needle that a lot of these municipalities are trying to thread is like. We all know that they're not building civil infrastructure anymore, mm. right? Right, because they don't fucking uh, like. There's no guarantee like that it's a return on investment. There's no guarantee yeah, there'll be civilians in fifty years, but absolutely. there will always be prisoners. <clears throat> with the logic right. that the system currently runs on, and so they mm-hmm. build out carceral infrastructure, and they just keep arresting people, and it becomes like their way to stay solvent at a certain point, but. <clears throat> Some of these municipalities can't do it. You're right. Like it's it's just too much capacity. Well, everything like, dries up because like you don't want to get a reputation as like a town where like if you cross the street without looking both ways, you're going to get a ticket. I, well, I I think that gradually over time, like every place will be that. Eventually. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. every place will just harass you and um, you know, just try to shake you down for as much shit as possible. You know, just. <laughs> Yeah. You know, to yeah. over time. Like, dude, it's crazy. Like, I was telling, um, we, I was talking about this with my girlfriend last night. Like, you know, there's these, like, fentanyl scares right now. And a lot of schools are responding to this by um, disinfecting and, like, patting down every student that walks in the doors now. And, like, that would not have been possible five years ago. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, mm. in the same way that 9-11, like, made it, like okay to just grope you every single time you go through an airport now it's like (laughs) that at schools and they're doing it under the guise of like health and and hygiene and sanitization and you see it in the way that the police have been able to control the fentanyl thing it's all like they they treat it like toxic gas was a virus or a bacteria though (laughs) Fentanyl. Exactly. Exactly. You can't. What are you going to do? What does sanitizing do? Yeah, what's what's Purell going to do to fucking a drug? (laughs) It's just another way for them to take one more step into every aspect of our lives. You know what I'm saying? theater. Yeah, they're running theater. It's 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 theater, but, like, it's all under the guise of, I don't know, it it is kind of... I know this is controversial to say because it is kind of, but it is kind of futile in a way because it's yeah. all a part of a larger scheme to get you sort of in their tendrils somehow, like even more so, like for them to extend their tendrils into your life even more and be able to just at a moment's notice, just, you know what I mean? Like pull it's them like, in. it's like cumulative. It, it, it's kind of like the same policy that the broken windows policing kind yeah, of yeah, policy yeah. goes along. Right. Is that once we like, like 
you know, are controlling these little micro, like, events and, like, incidents and shit like that, you know. Like, slowly, as you were saying, we'll be able to kind of create this, like, more, I hate to say fascistic, but that's kind of what it is, right? Well, it's about control and power, you know? That's the yeah. thing, like, they talk about, like, mass incarceration is declining. But if you, like, look at what's actually happening is, like, they're no longer just, like, sending people to a geographical specific location. They are now moving that location closer and closer to everyone else. Yeah. And it's yeah. becoming right. more diffuse rather than, like, these just sort of, like, hyper-local places of yeah. concentration and other things. More diffuse than it's, concentrated. It's, con yeah. it's becoming more diffuse so yeah. that, like, yeah, like, one day you wake up and you look around and again like i said at a moment's notice they can just pull those tendrils and just suck you in right in you know what i mean because you yeah. didn't get your license this that the other and then before you know it you're just you've just they're not gonna they're not gonna be building a prison that the, the town itself is going to be built into a prison you know what i mean exactly We're right like, that's, that, that's exactly what i'm saying right like they are they are extending the mechanisms of control of the prison more and more into everyone else's life so that like there's no longer a distinction anymore so that, like all the logics and um you know processes of 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 exploitation and whatever else involved in a prison is now just so easily embedded into your life that it's just it doesn't even matter whether you're law-abiding quote-unquote or not like eventually you're going to be funneled into that system you know, I, I was take I was taking a survey of this with my ticket, mm. and I hate to keep harping on this, but I, it's just funny because <laughs> like, I'm I'm able I'm fine to like go to court and pay the court costs and like if convicted or whatever pay the fine and whatever thanks mm. to uh, the generous support of listeners like you. <laughs> but I was thinking about this because I was running the math back. I was like, this would have absolutely fucked my life up, like a couple years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like five, six years ago. <clears throat> yeah, before I was got a speeding you know, ticket. It's like 160 bucks. Yeah, well, I mean, the mm -hmm. max fine is like 250 You're going to talk about a couple hundred bucks in court costs. I, the whole reason my license was suspended is because I didn't pay a $30 reinstatement fee that the county attorney in Fayette County didn't tell me about or anything. I didn't know about this. So mm -hmm. it's like all these little fees, you know what I mean? They stack up, and then, like, if you're a poor working person <clears> – <throat> You can get buried under that shit, and then it's like you can't. You don't show yeah. up to court because you got to go to work. That's a failure to appear. That's a bench warrant. That's more. That's more. And like you see, I mean, like yeah. you've seen reporting on this over the last couple of years of people just like for minor traffic violations ended up like going to jail for like stretches of a time and just getting buried in that man. And it's fucking satanic. Yeah, that's what happened in um. Oh goddamn man, what, what was like? Why am I not remembering um? Mike Brown's um city I'm I'm blanking out right now. Ferguson. Yeah, in Ferguson, yeah, in Ferguson, Missouri, that's that's what the problem was too because you had like basically people in a like like in debt peonage, you know what I mean? That like right. because they like couldn't pay the fine and they had to go to jail and they miss out on work and then they get out of jail and like they don't have a job so they turn to like, you know, more uh illicit activities that people fucking do, you know what I mean? If you can't make right. money or you find other ways to make money. And it's the same thing that happened in that Brookside, Alabama story where I think one of the sheriffs from um, maybe the county sheriff or something was like, actually, this kind of policing creates more crime. Like, it actually leads to crime because of the things that people are willing to do, which are criminal activities, you know, under the law, at least, that people are willing to do to be able to survive, you know? So, yeah, oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's funny because I remember Terrence's piece that came out about the opioid stuff. 
Mm. It's like when all when the rise of all this was really coming about, crime was actually down. But the narrative was crime was way up and things were mm. out of control and all this kind of stuff. The funny thing is, while building out all this prison and police infrastructure, like then you do have like the rise of like survival crimes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff like that. And it, that's the way they want it, right? Because yeah, they need exactly. to justify their existence somehow. Exactly. You know? So exactly. it's like, yeah, it's like they don't really want to stop any sort of crime. Like they want no. to have like a class of people, like uh, you know, a sort of like under a criminal underclass. Well, yeah, they've, criminal they've underclass, criminalized yeah. survival strategies. You know what I'm saying? Right. And mm-hmm. at, at a certain yeah. point. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, there are contradictions in that um, as well, but it uh, it definitely seems like the future is n- more prisons, obviously, but, like, the definition of the prison is changing. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, because they can't control or keep a lid on the sort of, you know, ripple effects of climate change and other stuff like that, like, this is just their solution. And it's like... Yeah. That was the lesson of 2020. It's like every single person, and even if you read this article, like Keisha Lance Bottoms was like, just like somewhat sympathetic to the idea of quote unquote reforming the police, however you loosely you wanted to define that. But like the article kind of went into like how she was kind of not, it's like she was hamstrung by, you know, the sort of like, you know, white capitalists and power power yeah. elite that still control mm. atlanta and stuff but like how mm. every black leader of atlanta has always been constrained by that <clears throat> and so it's, it feels yeah, like that's yeah. the um like th- they don't have any uh real alternative or any will really to combat that or harness i mean th- it's just like if you were a leader and you came up against that problem and you're just like oh i want to do like reform i want to like um mm. you know uh, cut back the police budget and all this other stuff. It's like, well, you've got people in the streets like burning shit down for this. Like, you've got support, but like, I don't know. Like, that's they're literally afraid of. I mean, they're literally like afraid of like like all of these like local elected officials, like whether they're mayors. I mean, even talking about the mayor. Of, well, I mean, Eric Adams used to actually be a fucking cop, but even De Blasio, right? Like, terrified of like the NYPD. You know, know, of their unions and of, like, the cultural purchase that they has that the police have in people's minds, you know. Well, didn't they do – they did some wild shit to Blasio, didn't they? Yeah, to his daughter. They, yeah, they, I think they, they doxed his, his daughter. daughter. <laughs> 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 doxed his daughter. Yeah, this motherfucker trots his like happy ass Batman back out and praises them. Yeah, and he's out yeah. here fucking breaking his neck to sing their praise. These people are fucking sick. I mean, Keisha Lance Bottoms gave the cops um, after Rayshard Brooks got killed – um, and there were the protests, and then they had the uh, they had the curfew. She gave Is that these the mother- guy that got shot in the Wendy's at the Wendy's, yeah, in the yeah. Wendy's yeah. parking lot. They gave these motherfuckers like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like um, like a bonus, you know what I'm saying? It, As it was, incentive, yeah, yeah bonus. to show up for the job. Meanwhile, like you know, and they like they do this shit all the time, right? To like boost morale. But it's like you mo- you mentioned something that I was thinking about, Terrence, when you were talking. It's like look at. Look at, like, what happened two years ago over the summer, like, this uprising. And the most we got out of it was, like, this George Floyd policing act, you know, and, like, all these, like, aesthetic discussions about race. But really and truly, like, the political establishment, Democrats, Republicans, doubled down even harder on, like, policing. Like, where you had, like, 
fucking Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, like the top cop of the land as VP <clears throat> during a time of civil <laughs> unrest against police institutions. Like, that's just like, God damn, you guys really don't give a fuck. Like, you're just doubling down, man. Well, and if, like, what happened to the Minneapolis police precinct and, like, the uprising in the street and all this stuff, like Terrence was saying, if that does not signal in your mind that you have popular support or at least some, uh, like, a non-insignificant measure of public mm-hmm. support, you're never going to do it. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're never, it's just like, it, what's it going to literally take for you to, like, <laughs> make any, even, like, the most sort of surface-level reforms? It's like what you do is we see you, we hear you, and then we step back out here, and it's like we're going to invest in training and da 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 da. It's like these motherfuckers are not even legally required to act in dangerous situations. There's no, yeah. there's precedent. The Supreme Court, like they literally don't have to do anything. It's the best <laughs> job in the world. You can kill with impunity. You retire a hero, and you don't have to do shit. You don't want yeah, to you, do. You got to do shit, man. And then if you it's feel the perfect threatened. job for bitter little cunt ass. <laughs> <laughs> I got to bounce, boys. You got to bounce. All right. Um, Well, let's draw this one to a close. Um, Mm. I mean, cops suck. Uh, You know, that goes without saying. (laughs) So that's where we have landed today. Video games are bad for you. The video games are bad. Um, What else did we have? Uh, Van Halen should change their name to Van Racist. Van, Van Racist. Always they put should a, lean into those uh, Nordic, uh, those racist Nordic. Uh, Van uh, Hitler. Van, Van Hitler. Van Hitler. <laughs> um, oh, and uh, go to the Patreon. No, the definite article is not in the link. It's just patreon.com. Um, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Trillbilly Workers Party. And uh, our latest episode, we dive into Bitcoin. So I know, like some of you that have been cool. <laughs> waiting. The true Billy's getting yeah. to Bitcoin. We okay. got we have an artisanal, um, we have an artisanal batch of uh, proprietary Bitcoin released only by True Billy's, and there's only one. So um, if you want to learn more uh, and get in on the action, go to Patreon. Our Patreon specifically. We'll put the link in the bio. Um, anything else? Uh, nah. Wait, can I just tell people something real quick? Yes. Uh, so I'm uh, I got on Struggle Session, this other uh, this podcast where it talks about culture, video games, music, and movies and shit. I'm gonna be a uh, kind of like co-hosting uh, with Leslie Lee and Jack Allison. On their oh, yeah. Alan Moore Presents series. So I'll be talking about some Alan Moore shit as a, uh, a reappearing or regular guest on that show. So check what's out the, Struggle Session. What's the word on Alan Moore? Is Alan Moore good or bad these days? He's, he's a comrade. He's an anarchist. He's he's good as hell. But not just his political views, but he honestly seems like a good person. So I fuck with Alan Moore heavy, man. Um. Well, I read him a lot when I was in my 20s. Uh, I didn't know if he was one of those that had been canceled or not. Um, like a Frank Miller type? Nah, nah. He's he's or a Jeff Johns or all these other motherfuckers who yeah have been canceled. Nah, Alan Moore's still good. Uh, still good dude. For now, <laughs> today, today he's not canceled. I um, hope people catch her like, what about that Tanya? She canceled? Yeah, let's look up. Let's look up. <laughs> she's canceled. Yeah. <laughs> they should have a Surely status. they've surely yeah. they've canceled her by now. 
they, they should have a they, thing like that, like on your Tinder. It's like vax status, canceled status. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's it's like stock. It's like StockX, but for your for your uh, internet friends. You oh know? God! Right. Cancellation right. status <laughs> pending. <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> pending ninety percent. Not yet. <laughs> Under community review. All right. right. I got to go. Day to day. Bye. <laughs> All, All right. right. We'll see you all later.